USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise. Today we're doing a special show on year-end tax planning. Taxes impact every single person in our room today, Everybody, every single person in our office, and every single person listening to the show today. There's less than two months to go in 2022, and it's time to review your year-end tax plans. If you think about it, if you do just a little bit of planning, you can sometimes save yourself lots of money. So I'd like to say, first of all, welcome to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning. Tenny, do you like to review your year-end taxes? No. I didn't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I know I should, but no, (laughs) clearly. You don't have to because I'm able to uh, do all the tax planning in our household. And let's talk about individual tax planning. There's been a fair number of changes this year. We want to look at the overall impact of 2022 and 2023. And the end game in all this is to reduce your taxes over both years if you can. So most of the recommendations will start by seeing are there things that you can accelerate as deductions or write-offs, taking things that you might otherwise deduct in 2023 and moving them into 2022. Well, partly it's going to depend upon what your income is for 2022, isn't it? Yes, (laughs) as always. But there are many things that have impacted such things as uh, gifting and gift tax and estate taxes and so forth. The one thing I always like to mention to everybody listening to the show is that We have a huge amount of resources, most of which we're able to share with our listening audience. And as you listen today, if you think you'd like some more information, if you'd like to get one of our year-end tax planning checklist or our year-end guides, let us know. We've got a lot of material we can uh, send you. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to send it to you. So... Here's one example of a write-off that you can do, and you can shift a write-off from 2023 into 2022. Let's say you have a mortgage. You'd like to reduce your income tax bill this year. Or maybe you didn't put enough money into tax withholding. If you have a mortgage on your residence, uh, you can sometimes pay your January 2023 mortgage bill before the end of the year. And if you do that, you can deduct the interest portion on your Schedule A of your income tax return. So in other words, you can pay your mortgage payment a little bit early. It's not for everybody, but it can work. It's a good idea. It's sort of like the idea of paying a little extra every month anyway to pay down your mortgage faster, I guess. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm going to mention, it's not on my list of things, but I was just thinking about it is the fact that if you file your income taxes electronically, you're gonna get your refund, if you have a refund coming due, much more quickly. We did that recently ourselves for the current tax year. Right, we have a complicated tax um, structure personally, so we usually end up filing for the October 15th deadline with extensions, so Yes, we were able to file online, and the refunds were, gosh, within, what, almost a week? Yep, it came in really quickly. I was really shocked that it came in that quickly. So electronic filing can make a huge, huge difference. You know, as we begin this morning, I want to talk just briefly, too, about Toys for Tots. We've been a proud sponsor of the Toys for Tots program for a number of years now, and partly it has to do with the fact that both Pete and I uh, served in the Marine Corps, And the Marine Corps uh, Toys for Tots program was actually begun about 60 years ago. It was founded in uh, 1947, and there was a major in the Marine Corps Reserves, 
and he started it with a group of marine reservists in Los Angeles. And that year they distributed 5,000 toys for needy children. But guess what, Tenny? The idea actually came from his wife. So well, of course. Behind every man there's a good woman. A woman would think of kind things like that, yeah. yes. So, uh, but this is totally run with a volunteer base, isn't it? Well, it's expanded hugely over the years. It started out as a Marine Corps Reserve program to help uh, kids who didn't have toys for Christmas, sometimes no toys at all. But this uh, gentleman, Major Bill Hendricks, actually had the idea, or I should say his wife Diane had the idea, and she handcrafted a Raggedy Ann doll and asked her husband, Bill, to deliver the doll to an organization that would give it to a needy child at Christmas. When he found out there was no such agency, uh, Diane told Bill that he should start one. So he did. He actually founded the Toys for Tots program more than 60 years ago. Um, so one of the things we did in preparing for the show today is we did some research into the origins of Toys for Tots. And I have like a 25-page history of Toys for Tots, so <laughs> I promise you we're not going to go into that level of detail today. I'm going to start out by saying if you'd like information about Toys for Tots or how to be doing something wonderful for Toys for Tots, just simply go into www.toysfortots.org and you'll get lots and lots of information. So but we are a drop-off point. We are a drop-off point. And we have a big box that's inside of our lobby area. And I think last year we filled that box three separate times. We also have people who sometimes will come in with a check because you can donate cash or a check to Toys for Tots. And then we turn the money over to their program. Just recently, just in the last week or so, uh, we celebrated the Marine Corps birthday and we talked briefly about the Toys for Tots program then. Anyway, think well, about doing something wonderful for Toys for Tots. And let's tie that back to the purpose of our program today. Would it? donations for toys of t toys for tots or contributions be tax deductible yes they could be but you'd typically have to itemize your deductions in order to do that so fewer and fewer people today can itemize deductions because uh, the standard deduction amounts have been increased over the years which means for most people you're going to get more benefit by not itemizing than if you do itemize you can still claim charitable deductions, and there's limits on that. We'll be happy to provide your um, information on that. Um, Oprah Winfrey once said, be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. And that's true, we all know people like that, don't we? Good quote. Yep, good quotation. So let's come back to something that I'm reading from at the moment, which is the Kiplinger uh, tax letter. I subscribe to that, and they always do something at the end of the year about ways that you can save money on taxes, have more deductions, and so forth. And um, I'm not sure if I can give a copy of, of this out to the public, but there's probably sections of it that we could give out. But we do have um, a lot of really good sources. Another one that we get every single year is the Wall Street Journal Tax Guide for 2022. This is also a very lengthy publication. And, you know, frankly, uh, nobody enjoys paying taxes if they don't have to. Well, I mean, your quote always has been that nobody should pay more than they necessarily have to. Nope. And that's why you've always been interested in taxes to help people reduce their tax burden. Yep, and you get involved in things like the estate tax. Now, the good news with the estate tax is that it impacts very few people in this country. We do work with clients occasionally where it does have an impact. So, for example, did you know that the estate tax threshold has been raised in 2023, Tenny? Well, it goes up every year, but it's scheduled to sunset, isn't it, at some point? Yeah, we're going to be looking at potential major changes in 2026. 
Yeah. And I had a detailed discussion with the CPA about that topic yesterday. But the current estate tax threshold is $12.92 million in 2023. So, so obviously it impacts very few people. Only I was going to say, rich. so most people never have to worry about the federal estate tax. But Massachusetts is pretty confused at the moment, isn't it? Well, it is, but I want to mention one other thing because we have something in this country called the Unified Estate and Gift Tax Deduction. So you can give away that much money or you can have it in your name when you die, and that's a lot of money, $12.92 million. And you can give it away during your lifetime or you can give it away when you die and not worry about paying any gift tax or estate tax. Massachusetts is different, though, as Tenny just mentioned, Attorney Tenny Lance. Uh, Massachusetts, we have an estate tax, and the formula, the way that works, is a little bit complicated. Uh, we probably won't talk about that in great detail. No. If you go over the threshold for the estate tax exemption, which is currently $1 million per person, then they calculate the estate tax by going back to $1. So it's an odd formula, the way it, it is structured, isn't it? And it's based on... 1999 federal tax returns, which I could never figure out, but anyway. So there is provision that the estate tax exemption may double to $2 million per person. It's going through the different branches of the legislature right now. I'm hoping that that will get passed at some point because a lot of people have larger estates or larger real estate. But the last thing I'm going to mention quickly about gift taxes today, I think, is Massachusetts has no gift tax. So you can give away a lot of money in Massachusetts to family members, to kids, to charities, to whatever, and never have to worry about paying a gift tax. But we've got a lot of things we want to talk about today. I don't want to say anything more particularly about the estate tax threshold being raised. And um, if you'll stay tuned with us, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot more we want to talk to you about. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the money guys welcome back ladies and gentlemen welcome back to money wise Today we're talking about some year-end tax planning ideas, things that are designed to help save you and your family some taxes. I wonder, Tenny, if anybody listening today enjoys paying taxes. I don't enjoy paying taxes. I can't imagine who would. Nope. But uh, Irma Bombeck once said, because we have a famous holiday coming up very shortly, Thanksgiving dinners take 18 hours to prepare they are consumed in 12 minutes. Half times take 12 minutes. This is not a coincidence. <laughs> so anyways, um, I'm not sure who Kevin James is. Did you ever hear of Kevin James, Tenny? I have not. No, I haven't either. But he said, Thanksgiving, man, not a good day to be in my pants. Pardon me? You don't get that one. Means he's overeaten on Thanksgiving Day and his pants don't fit. Okay. But now that I've explained my joke to you, <laughs> we'll move it's on. It's pretty bad. Let's move okay. on. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about tax rates and tax brackets. You know, a lot of people think that, gee, if I make X amount of dollars, I'm going to be in a 29% tax bracket or something like that. It doesn't work like that. 
One of the most confusing things about tax rates that people don't understand is tax brackets are a series of steps that you take. So if you made a what really... What do you mean that you take? Well, if you made a very small amount of money, you might not pay any taxes at all. If you made a little bit more money, um, then you might be in a 10% tax bracket. But then if you made a bit more money, the first segment of your money is going to be taxed at 10%, and it's only the difference over that that's going to go into the next tax bracket. And a lot of people don't understand that fairly basic concept um, of tax brackets. No, that's quite interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that myself. I thought if you made more money, then everything would be subjected to the higher bracket tax. That's very interesting. Well, here's a little known fact. The Internal Revenue Code um, actually has more pages in it than the Bible. Yes. And that's probably good because you probably need to pray when you're trying to read it. <laughs> probably only um, met or exceeded by the Social Security Medicare regulations. Yeah, well, here's a second misconception that a lot of people have. They think, gee, if I sell something that has a capital gains on it uh, and I'm going to have to pay a capital gains tax, isn't that like 15% federal and 5% state and I'm going to have to pay 20% tax? The answer to that is no, that's not the case at all. The capital gains rate that you pay is based upon your income tax bracket. So if you're in a lower tax bracket, you're going to pay a smaller amount of income tax or a capital gains tax. But we have a lot of taxes in this country, and um, once taxes get into play, they don't usually go away too often. They become really a focus of special interest for businesses and individuals and everything else. Um, so let me just mention that in 2021, a lot of people got pandemic stimulus payments, and anybody that qualified for higher payments uh, in the prior year, they could claim those amounts on their income tax return. And you might have received a letter from the IRS on that. But the IRS has sent more than 175 million third round payments uh, based on a FILA's income tax returns going back as early as 2019 and 2020. So that's confusing. So do the payments um, qualify as part of your income for purposes of brackets? Well, um, it depends on brackets and it depends on some other things, but I will tell you that um, there's been a great deal of confusion about it. And I will tell you also that the credits and the payments that you get Credits don't usually have to get reported as income because they are credits like the child care credit, as an example. So if you had your income rate, the income amount that you make depends upon whether you got one of these $1,400 payments or not. So for example, if your adjusted gross income for a single person is 75000 or less, or had a household for 112500 or if you filed married and your total income was 150000 of adjusted gross income, then you qualified to get this full $1,400 payment. So probably roughly two-thirds of all Americans receive this uh, payment. And um, rebate credits are a different matter. We're going to talk about that separately. What I wanted to say is that don't assume that you're not entitled to a credit. You can go back and file a tax return for some of those prior years if you haven't already done so. Why would you want to do that? Maybe you didn't have enough taxable income to report. But if you had any taxable income at all, and you go back and file one of these tax returns, you can then probably qualify for a $1,400 credit. So a lot of people think, I don't have enough money to file an income tax. Why should I bother? Uh, well, you should because if you don't file, the IRS has no record of how to pay that $1,400 to you. So just huh. a lot of simple things like that. Interesting. Um, yes, yeah, simple, but most people don't know about them. It's confusing. It's, um, it's 
difficult for the average person to get into all of this. More quotes, please. Well, thank you. It is. Um, <laughs> o. Henry, a famous writer, once said, there is one day that is ours. Thanksgiving Day is the one day that is purely American. And that's true. I don't think they sell. Do they celebrate Thanksgiving in Canada? I wonder if they do. It's it's yes, it, but it's not at the Does that have same a different name? time. It's got a different name. Pigeon Day. No. Pigeon Day. No, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to demean my Canadian neighbors, but I'm just. But do they they don't celebrate Thanksgiving Day? Not on our Thanksgiving Day. They do celebrate they, Veterans Day. Yes. Well, let's come back to um, something that's been in the news even recently and even as early as this morning, yesterday morning, and so forth. I never had any interest or appetite in looking at cryptocurrency. Um, and one of the people who's in the room with us right now is grimacing. So the major seller organizer, whatever, a cryptocurrency is filing for bankruptcy. Right. Holy cow. Yep. And then all of a sudden, all these famous people who think they're smarter and they've got a lot of money to throw around, turns out that they've also invested in cryptocurrency and lost virtually their entire investment, including Tom Brady, who was on the news. Um, uh, he had invested money in cryptocurrency. So um, one of the things those people are going to need to do is to find out um, if you have cryptocurrency investments, the IRS actually put this on the front page of the 1040 tax return. Do you own any investments in cryptocurrency? It uh, first came into effect in 2019 and 2020. And here's the question for 2021. At any time during 2021, did you receive, sell, exchange, or otherwise dispose of any financial interest in any virtual currency? I don't do my own tax return preparation, so I never paid really close attention to that question. But what a bizarre thing that is. So Well, yeah, cryptocurrency may catch on at some point, but I think it's going to take a very, very long time. Hmm. So not, not relevant to Yeah, What, what do you think people. about the seasons, Tenny? What season are we in right now? Just about approaching winter and okay. the fall. So as this show goes to air, we're also celebrating or getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. And how many Christmas decorations have you seen up already? Oh, and how many Black Friday events have already taken place? How many stores have you been in that have all their Christmas decorations already and we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet? It goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Well, if you have questions about estate and gift tax, uh, number one, uh, see Tenny, and she can tell you whether you need to do certain kinds of planning, such as trust planning, because if you do trust planning in Massachusetts right now, how many Massachusetts estate tax exemptions can you get, Tenny? I'm sorry, what? How many Massachusetts, if you're a married couple, let's say, and you file um, in you have an estate, how many estate tax exemptions are you entitled to in Massachusetts? If you have a trust, you're entitled to two. If you don't have a trust, you're only going to get one. Okay, so you answered the question better than I asked it, but basically, if you're worth more than a million dollars, a million dollars or more, uh, it's absolutely essential to do a trust. It is, and what most people um, unfortunately don't recognizes that everything counts toward that estate basis. Things like life insurance or retirement accounts. IRAs, retirement accounts. Yep, they People all think, count. Gee, that's not part of my estate. My life insurance policy is paid directly to a beneficiary. That's not, that's not true, is it? No, it, no, it's part of your estate. Anything that passes by reason of your death to another person is part of your estate for estate tax purposes. So, right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the gift tax when we come back. What happens if you decide to give something to somebody? What is their cost in the house? 
So stay tuned. We will be right back and continue talking about some year-end tax planning ideas that will be helpful to you. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. You know, in our first segment, we talked about the Toys for Tots organization, but I'd like to share just a little bit more. The 1947 campaign that was so successful that the Marine Corps adopted Toys for Tots in 1948 and made it into a nationwide campaign. In that year, the Marine Corps Reserve units across the nation started to conduct Toys for Tots campaigns in every community where a Marine Reserve Center was located. Since then, Marines have conducted successful nationwide campaigns at Christmas every single year since 1948. But the initial objective always remains the same. The hallmark of the program today is to bring the joy of Christmas to America's needy children. Christmas is always about the kids. Toys for Tots is always about the kids. So Bill Hendricks, the Marine Reservist on weekends uh, who started Toys for Tots in his civilian life was the director of public relations for Warner Brothers Studio. So that allowed him to convince a large number of celebrities to support the Toys for Tots program. In 1948, the Walt Disney Organization designed the Toys for Tots logo, which is still used today by the organization. And that was also the logo that was used to promote the nationwide program. In our office on Fonts Corner Road, we are a Toys for Tots collection site. There's also one at the state police barracks down the street on Fonts Corner Road and throughout many places near you. It doesn't have to be our office, but take the time to donate something or to contribute money to the Toys for Tots organization. It's for the kids and it makes you feel really good. Stop by our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road if you want, and please bring in a new unwrapped toy or a check and meet our new dog mascots. Thank you so much. Today we're talking about a tough subject, aren't we, Tenny? Meeting with (laughs) attorney Tenny Lance. Talking about taxes is always difficult. It's a complicated subject. When I was in law school, Years ago, they offered five tax courses, and I took all five tax courses, and I loved it. I I, always thought that a little strange, but who knows? My eyes glaze over at taxes, pretty much. Well, I like to do things that are complicated and difficult and a challenge to my brain, I guess, like Scrabble. I like to win at Scrabble. You almost always do, being an English major. Yeah. So I look for any child opponent that I can, and I beat their pants off. But your grandson beat you a couple of weeks ago. Yes, he did. That was humiliating. It was really humiliating. No, it wasn't really. It was fun. It's fun to challenge them. I want to mention that we have some really excellent guides to taxes and retirement. And we have one, for example, called uh, The Guide to Taxes in Your Retirement. It's put out by one of the organizations we subscribe to. We have something called a 2022 year-end checklist, deadlines and advanced tax strategies to implement before year-end. I'll have to call to get permission on this one. This one comes from Ed Slott. I'm a member of his organization. And it talks about setting up IRA accounts before year-end and making a contribution deduction. I can't tell you how many people I have advised to do that over the years. If you have income, uh, you have to have income, first of all, to put money into an IRA account. But if you do and you want to reduce your income and you would like to put away something further for retirement, put money into an IRA account or a retirement account. And um, 
We also have something which is put out by our parent organization. It's called Take Charge of Your Taxes, Knowledge You Need for Proactive Planning. And it talks about all the tax brackets. This is what I was looking for earlier. As an example, a single person uh, making up to 10275 they're in the 10% tax bracket. If you're a married uh, couple, um, you can earn up to 20550 and still be in the 10% bracket. But a lot of people don't realize this. Until you get to be a married couple with $647,000, that's the top tax bracket. At that point, you're in the 37 bracket, 37%. And Massachusetts just passed uh, an additional, what's called millionaire's tax. Right. I'm not sure how that functions, but it's a brand new one. Well, um, I'm not sure when that takes effect. That was just on the ballot. Yeah, right? I'm not, yes, I'm not sure either. Um, so how much can you make and not have to file a tax return? Well, it depends on if you're a super rich person in this country, you have an army of accountants and tax professionals, and they tell you what all the tax brackets, all the tax breaks are, and you conceal and hide all of your income and you don't pay any taxes. Does that answer your question? No. <laughs> no. For the poor, ordinary person out there, what level of income can you have and not be required to file if, if that exists? Well, you basically have to have no income because if you make up to 20550 as a married couple, you still have to file a tax return, but now you're in the 10% tax bracket. But what I was trying to tell you, explain earlier is that if you made another uh, bracket, another group between 20550 and 83550 Everything over that 10% bracket, you're now in the 12% tax bracket. But that's that, a big range. It is. But the first batch of money up to 20500 you're only in the 10% bracket. And then the difference between the 20000 and the 83000 um, is going to be taxed at 12%. And then it goes all the way up there, 22, 24, 32, 35, 37. So people think sometimes, gee, I'm in the... 24% uh, tax bracket, that means I got to pay 24% of all my income. No, it doesn't. The, the steps below that each pay a smaller amount. Well, that's something that's good to know. Uh, I don't think most people realize that. No, probably not. Well, this is in one of our handout charts, which shows all the tax brackets. If you'd like a copy, uh, go into our website, uh, usawealthgroup.com, or call us at 508-998-8858. Um, we're not going to talk today about alternative minimum tax, which is horribly complicated and uh, disgusting to talk about, so we won't go there. But this is a good handout. We also have from Advisors Excel, our parent wholesale organization, something called 2022 Tax Summary. This is a nice little chart. It shows all the brackets. It shows the standard deductions. Uh, for example, in this year, 2022, hopefully you've already filed your tax returns for 2021, but when you get ready to do this one, um, <clears throat> the standard deduction for a married filing joint is $25,900. Uh, that's a fairly high deduction. And single, it's 12950 and so forth. But this shows all the different um, pieces of information, gift and estate tax, retirement tax credits, um, what you can put aside for education amounts. It also shows a maximum Social Security wage base. A lot of really helpful stuff. If anybody wants a copy of these, give us a call. We'll be happy to send it out. We'll More quotes, please. <laughs> this, yeah, I know. This could make people's eyes glaze over. I get um, carried away. Lewis Black once said, when people come to my act after any time after Thanksgiving, I usually say, you shouldn't be here. You should be shopping. Our economy depends on you. You should be out there buying stuff. That's what people think of holiday time, right? That's why I don't like Christmas. Christmas is a tough day. 
Um, anyway, <clears throat> uh, Ina Garten once said, if you think about a Thanksgiving dinner, it's really like making a large chicken. Would you agree with that, Tenny? You've made a lot of turkeys over your life. You've met a lot of turkeys. Um, <laughs> no comment. No comment. No. Is making a is making a turkey like making a chicken? No, it's more complicated. You want to uh, brine it. You want to season it with all kinds of things. I like to stuff it, even though it's not the most efficient way of cooking it. But does no, it, much more complicated. Does it cook stuffing properly when you stuff it in the turkey? Is it safe? Um, Is it, it safe well, to eat? That that's part of the problem. You need to cook it to a certain temperature to make it safe. Okay, so I've got a few people in the room. I'm not going to ask you to speak, but by raising of your hands, how many people here have ever made a turkey before? One. One out of three in our listening audience today. <laughs> Actually, two. two. Two out of five people in this room have made a turkey. Let's not men in this country science. Are in, men in this country are in trouble. If they ever had to make a turkey, they couldn't do it. I right? think of that every night when I make supper <laughs> and you <laughs> complain about it. <laughs> well, it's an interesting time of year. Mary Lou Henner once said, it is now common knowledge that the average American gains seven pounds between Thanksgiving and New Year's. I don't know what I did, but I gained three pounds in the past week. How did I do that? Well, because of my back hurts and I couldn't exercise. Yeah, well... We went out to eat one night. That didn't help. All right. I'm not going to say any more about the standard deduction. Uh, I want to mention very quickly about the child tax credit. If you're not taking advantage of the child credit, you should. Uh, in 2017, Congress said they're going to double the existing child tax credit to $2,000 per child under the age of 17. That expanded child credit is in effect for 2021 and 2022, and it will expire in 2025. So if you've got children, um, dependent children, uh, let's see, there's some age differentials here. Um, it varies slightly between under, children under age six, it's a little smaller, and then children over six and up to 16, it's a little higher. And as for 2021, um, it's for children who are 17 at year end. So the child care credit is really important. I know it has helped many, many people. So when we come back to our last segment, we're gonna be talking about some retirement savings account issues and money that you can put aside and take deductions for it. And stay tuned, we will be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our last segment this morning on some important tax issues you should be thinking about as we approach the end of the year, things that will be helpful to your family to save money. By all means, file an income tax return if you had any income at all. You might be entitled to uh, child care tax credits if you have enough uh, children and you have uh, income you can deduct against. Um, but in any event, let's talk to Tenny for just a couple minutes. We're back with Attorney Tenny Lance about some checklist items dealing with retirement accounts. If you have reportable income, you can deduct against your reportable income money that you contribute to an IRA account. And we tell people all the time to do this. I've helped some wealthy people do this as well who had their own retirement plan already. They might've had a 401k. Did you know, Tenny, for example, that you can have a 401k plan where you work and you can still contribute money into an IRA account? Yes, I did know that. And I think people 
might want to know how do you establish an IRA? Do you go to the bank? What do you do? Okay, that's that's a good practical question. You can do it a number of ways. You can go to your local bank and say, I want to set up an IRA account. I'd like to do it for year-end so I can get a deduction for it. Um, if you're in the category where you've got income to offset it against, you can reduce your income in most cases but, um, by the amount of that. You can do it at your local bank. Okay, so the local bank knows how to file all the paperwork. You just have to ask them? Yes. Okay. They'll fill out the forms for you and tell you where to sign. You give them a check. You have established it. So um, the checklist that we're looking at starts out with establish a simple IRA. Okay, a simple IRA doesn't apply to everyone. No. This is if a client owns an existing business. So if anybody listening out there today has a business and you haven't put enough money aside for uh, retirement, think about setting up a simple IRA a, a plan. You can do that even this calendar year. Uh, let's see, we may have actually passed a deadline in that. Um, no, actually the simple can be done no later than December 31st of 2022. Uh, worth doing. We can help you set it up here. Uh, Peter can do it. I can do it. Um, there are some of the insurance companies that we work with where you have to put in a minimum of $5,000, for example. But you can, you can do it that way and perhaps earn a higher rate of interest. Anyway, there are a lot of different types of retirement accounts. We don't have the time today to talk about all of them. You can set up a SEP, S-E-P, uh, an IRA plan for uh, the year if you want to. There's a lot of different things you can do. Um, but you have to take minimum distributions also. And I think you know that age, don't you, Tenny? The minimum distribution has been raised to 72. Correct, yep. So when you're 72 years of age or older, um, you must begin to take required minimum distributions uh, unless you qualify what's called the still working exception. So if you're still working, you might be able to push that off. Um, you can make a charitable contribution. So why would you want to do that? Let's say you're in a situation where you give money to a charity, a church, whatever it happens to be, and you do this on a regular basis. Well, if you take the money into your income and then you write a regular check out of your checking account to your church, let's say you do it for $5,000 at the end of the year, um, you're gonna get a deduction, but unless you itemize your deductions, you may not get the full benefit of the deduction you think. What you can do instead, and you have to take minimum distributions, Take $5,000 out of your IRA account and have it go directly from the IRA account right to the charity. You won't get a deduction for it, but you're not going to have to take that money into your income and pay income taxes on it. It so works out much better to do it that way. It's like a substitute for taking your required minimum distributions and that then takes it out of income for you, Correct. right? So you don't pay as much income taxes on it. I have clients that are doing that right now. One gives money to a particular school every year, and we help him do a very special letter that says this money is coming directly from the IRA account. Um, you can consider Roth conversions. A lot of people don't know a lot about that. We're not going to talk about it in detail, except to say that you can do it. And Obviously, don't forget to claim your mortgage interest deductions. If you have enough deductions that you can take itemized deductions, critically important thing to do. Um, and uh, we do that uh, every year, don't we, Tenny? Yes. Deduct the mortgage interest. Yep. I like the checklist item that says update your uh, beneficiary forms. That's something I stress every time I meet with clients because many people don't understand that their uh, retirement account, their life insurance policy, whatever, is going to go to whoever you specify in your beneficiary schedule. Mm -hmm. And most people don't even know what their schedules say. Well, I know you see it all the time. You send out letters periodically to clients to remind them to come in for a free review to go through their estate plan and see if it needs to have any 
changes made to it. Right. And you do that a fair amount, don't you, in terms of actually making some changes? Yes. We, um, we offer a free review every five years to folks. Um, trust planning is very important to most people, and updating it is as well. But they could come in sooner if they chose to because something changed in their life. Right. So if you have a death in the family and one of your beneficiaries has passed away, maybe it's time to think about reading and rereading your beneficiaries over again and making some changes. Yep. Okay, so we talked about mortgage finances. Um, and right now, um, there are more restrictions on deducting interest on home equity loans and lines of credit. We're not going to go into that today, except if you have questions, we're happy to answer it. Charitable deductions, we've talked about. Um, one of the things you can do if you do make a regular donation to a charity every single year, um, you can bunch them. You can put them in 2022 or you can put them into 2023. What happens if you're um, planning to retire or have retired in 2022? Your income is less, right? So maybe you're not going to need the deductions as much. Maybe you want to push it into a later year. There's lots of reasons, but you have to think about all these things constantly. Um, I want to mention one quick thing about what's called the carryover basis. Let's say, we, we, I've seen a lot of people over the years, and I'm sure you have too, Tenny, that say, I want to give my house to my kids. So well, Many, many people come in and ask that, and I always tell them, it's not necessarily a good idea. Or let's think about the pros and cons of it. But from a tax point of view, if you give a house to a child, let's say, because you think you're going to protect it from a nursing home, number one, you have to have a five-year period go by before that's going to be out of the, the view of the mass health Medicaid officials. And number two, you're giving the child what's called a carryover basis. So whatever your cost is in the house becomes the child's cost. And so now here's what happens. Let's say it's a $400,000 house. You paid $100,000 for it. The 100000 is your cost basis. When you give that house to a child, their cost in the house is $100,000. It's a carryover cost basis. Parent dies. The child goes to sell the house. They could be looking at a $300,000 capital gains and pay taxes on it. Right. There's exceptions. If they decide to live in the house and occupy it and so forth, then it could be their primary residence after two years. But important to stress that if that house passes to the children upon the death of the parent, not from a prior gift, that they're going to inherit it at what's called a step-up in basis. Right. Um, yeah, and step-up in basis means when you inherit property because somebody has died, you own it for fair market value as of the date of death. So generally not a good idea to give property to children. Well, you need to think about all the pros and cons of it when you do. But lots and lots of information. We can't possibly cover it all today. Um, you can do gifts directly to a child's uh, school, like a child is in college, for example. Instead of making the gift to the child, which is not a deductible gift, you can't deduct money given to a family member that doesn't give you a tax deduction but you can make the gift uh, directly to the college and it will reduce your estate for estate tax purposes so lots and lots of things to think about and plan about um, charitable deductions are not for everybody not everybody has the resources to do it um, medical expense deductions as you probably know uh, you can only deduct the amount that exceeds 7.5% uh, of your income. So you take your income times 7.5% and over only medical expenses over that are deductible. Um, there's many, many things. We've got a lot of publications we're happy to share with you. If you give us a call at 508-998-8858. And I don't think I can say anything more about taxes today, Tony. Good. How about some more quotes? <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll do that. I just mostly want to wish 
everybody, including myself, a happy <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope that this year is um, a lovely year. Having come out of COVID, more people are celebrating. It should be a wonderful holiday for most people. A lady named Joyce Gerard once said, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite days of the year because it reminds us to give thanks and to count our blessings. Suddenly, so many things become so little when we realize how blessed and lucky we are. I am so thrilled that my brother, who's been in hospitals and nursing facilities for months, is going to be home on Thanksgiving. Yep. I'm have, very thankful for that. If you have family members, uh, be thankful for your family. If you have health, be thankful for your health. And mostly we say to all of you listening today, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on the radio again next week. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by USA Wealth Group Incorporated are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. This radio show is a paid placement.